monsters. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. I wanted to think of some fun intro and I couldn't. So that happened instead. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. You know what? Round of applause. I think we did a great job. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Probably we'll never do that again. 10 out of 10. Always do it again. Now it's our thing. It's our thing. We have to do it every episode. Oh, You've done it. No. <laughs> You've done a thing. I thought re was going to be the intro for now on. And we'll just keep changing it. Aha. And the person that I made do that is Skloon. Skloon always has a re. It's just how you communicate now. It's just re's and grunts. Yeah. Re, re, re. Re. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. You know what? You are an adult and you can make your own life decisions. And as another adult, I get to be here for all of those life decisions and they make me laugh. So there you go. Yeah. And my name is Ash, the adult. That's Ash, the, the other adult. adult. And I am Scoob. I do the Rees. Scoob. 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 Gosh, Scoob. Oh, gosh. Zoinks, I can't Scoob. do Shaggy. <laughs> Could you imagine though? All of a sudden, you have like a onesie show up at your house, and it's a Scooby Doo oh, costume. Oh, <laughs> I. You know what? No. Listen, Ash. Listen, listen. Uh huh. Instead, get together for Halloween and be Scooby and Shaggy. That's what I'm saying. Let's totally yeah. do that. Be <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy. Can we though? Please. Yeah, a hundred percent. Or. I mean, okay, so you have to come down, like, the week of Halloween so we can do three costumes. Ready? Ooh. I take Halloween very seriously. Yeah. For a multitude of reasons. Okay, so one, obviously, we would be Shaggy and Scoob. Yeah. Two, we would be our little witch and Jackalope, witch and Bunny, yeah. witch and Kitty, whatever you want to do. And then third, the most important one, we would both either be Mothman or... One is Mothman, and the other one is the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah! You mean uh, Nightwalker? I even said the wrong one altogether. The San Francisco Nightwalker. <laughs> yeah! I said Flatwoods Monster because that's still what I've been thinking about. Because for yeah. some reason, <laughs> we still haven't done her. And she's amazing. Well, you can have her. How about that? Is it because I keep talking about her? Yeah. Because it's in, the, in your heart of heart. You know Apparently. you want to. You, you know you want to. She looks like... A mix between a vagina and a flower. And I think that's also why I've been intrigued about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's fine. I do remember. I never talked about this. But so the other week when I went to the zoo, there was like a huge like courtyard where there were local vendors, like people who sold honey and art. And I just happened to be looking over and I saw a picture of, I have no idea what the actual fruit was. Could have been apricot, could have been something, but it was, had been like essentially cut in half and you could see like the pit in the middle and then the orangey flesh around the outside. And I said in not such an inside voice, because we were outside, I went, is that a vagina over there on a painting? Oh no. And my friends did like a hard take 
And then there was a guy, it was like him and like his partner and like some other people. And he literally looked behind me and he goes, I thought the same thing. He was like, I had to do a double take. And I was like, see, it's not just me. It's not just me. Everyone has these thoughts. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe that's why I've just been so into the old Flatwoods monster. Yeah. Vaginas and flowers. Oh, vaginas. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. This comes out pretty much almost towards the end of Pride Month, but happy yeah. Pride Month, everyone. It's the second day of Pride. Yeah. Rainbows and more rainbows and milkshakes to bring all of them to the yard. Yeah. Have you had more milkshakes since last time? No. <laughs> I have bought a tub of ice cream, but it didn't last me very long because when I buy ice cream, everyone gets ice cream and then oh, they don't rude. save me the last part of the ice cream, which makes me very sad. Rude. I would put just a little piece of tape across it that says, do not eat Scoob. Scoob. Scoob's ice. Scoob. Scoob's cream. Scoob's ice. Scoob's cream. See, I think that's what's really great about my partner and I is... He loves vanilla, and that's his favorite ice cream. Always vanilla. And that's not my first choice of ice cream ever. So he gets his own tub, and I get mine. And it's perfect. But besides ice cream, how have you been? I've been okay. I've just been busy trying to get everything done at once. You've been very busy. My brain works like that. I don't know. (laughs) Mm, Yes, I understand that. And I know that you've been... You've been working a lot. You've been editing this whole time. We've had a lot of, what you, who's it, like collabs happening. We've been like talking to a lot of people. There's just been a lot, a lot going on. I like how we took this time to kind of like relax and like build up more of our library, but also like relax at the same time. And neither of us have done any of that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I don't think we talked about it last time, but uh, like I fell down the stairs the other yeah. week <laughs> and we were going to record and I was like, yeah, no, we just finished recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had gone upstairs and I was like, man, oh, I have to go get toilet paper. And I turned around and I lost my footing and I just fell down the stairs and I just sat there like, oh, what? And I was out of it for a while. Like, I think today is, like, the first day that I actually feel somewhat normal. That's so scary. Be careful. I'm sending you, like, 85 pounds of bubble wrap. No. <laughs> wrap it around yourself, please think. Think. I think the funniest thing is right after I fell down, instead of, like, calling out for my partner, instead of doing anything, I literally just messaged Skloon, and I was like, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> I felt so bad, because you're like, I fell down the stairs, and I thought it was, like, like a haha, like, a little fall so i was like did you die and you're like kinda and i was like oh no wait serious yeah no i essentially had fallen down into the landing that we have so my staircase it's not huge or anything but it cuts like it does a corner turn if you will so that's where it was i was just over that turn and I fell into the landing, but as I fell, like, I kind of hurt my ankles a little bit, which I didn't know about until, like, two days later. But I smacked my head, the back of my head, against the wall, and then I bounced off the wall to then smack my right side of my head into the other wall. And I was, like, in that corner. And I was just like, oh, no. That's scary. It was super scary. And then I think the funniest part about it was I went to a clinic 
to get checked out and for other reasons. So I think I had like a sinus infection and I was like, hey, I found out on the stairs. Uh, should I be concerned? And she goes, did you lose consciousness? And I was like, no. She goes, I mean, you should probably get like a CT scan, but if you didn't lose consciousness, you're probably fine. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> great. That's, I guess, all I needed to know. Yeah. Like, it felt very, like, nonchalant. Like, yeah. No, no. I feel like they should have checked you out a little bit more. I, yeah, I was expecting, like, you know, the, um, like, the light in my eyes, you know, are your pupils yeah. dilating or whatever. I was expecting, like, to be checked for any type of concussion. Nah. Nah. She, nah. she wasn't about that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, listen, I'm still here. We're still vibing. I'm still vibing. We've been hanging out pretty much every freaking day. Yeah. And it's been the best part. I'm not going to lie. It's been it's been super great. Been I found times. someone that doesn't care about my existence in the term of annoyance. They just want to be with me. And it's so nice, y'all. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounded so bad. What do you mean? I care so much about your existence. <laughs> I said it and then I was like, that's not at all what I meant. That's the opposite. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah you guys it's know okay. it. We know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up what we're down. <laughs> Happy opposite day. <laughs> oh, God. Were you that kid? What? An opposite day where you did everything opposite? Please tell me you were. No. Listen, we didn't really oh. celebrate opposite day. What? I don't know why. I don't even know what day is on. When's opposite day? I don't know either. I felt like it was always during like my school spirit week, so I really don't know if it is like a true opposite day. Yeah. But I was that kid where I was like, I'm gonna eat my soup opposite. I'm gonna brush my teeth opposite, which didn't really do much because it essentially is the same. How do you, how do you eat your soup opposite? You eat it with the flat side of the spoon. Oh, I was thinking like, <laughs> like <laughs> you get your soup. And then you drink your soup, and then you put your spoon in it. <laughs> opposite soup. Yes. If I ever do opposite day ever again, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Is I, I let it cool down enough, and then I drink it out of the pot, and then I put it, like, the spoon in the bowl, and then I'm like, ta-da, bowl. You know, it'd be fun hmm. if we had a streamer spirit week. Like, we all one day wore pajamas or had pajamas on your model or whatever have you. Oh. Uh, and then, like, opposite That sounds day. so cute. And then, like, I don't know, what's other spirit weeks? Like, crazy hair day, cosplay day. Cosplay day. There was also, like, Hawaiian shirt day. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I also live in Florida and I lived here my entire life, so it was a little tropical all of the time. Old people day. Dress up like old people. Yes. Oh, yeah. that was always my favorite day. Yeah. I just came in like sweatpants. Some people came in like moo-moos. I was like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. I would have a moo-moo and I would have those beaded glasses, like the ones with the like beads that attach so you don't lose them. <laughs> you don't lose them. Yeah. And yeah. you got your hair like in curlers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, we should do that. My mom was always that person where, like, if there was a spirit day or Halloween even, she was 120%. Like, I remember wanting to be, like, a vampire queen because my boyfriend at the time, my little 14-year-old boyfriend, he wanted to be a vampire king. And I was like, oh, my God, we can match. And my mom found me, like, an Elvira dress. And I had a cape. And then she did my hair for, like, three hours. Dang. 
because she was like, let's make it big and bold and like curls. And I felt like Elvira all over. And (laughs) I remember him like coming to my door with his like little sisters. And he just looked at me with his little 14 year old eyes. And I looked at him with my little 14 year old eyes. And he was like, you look cool. And I was like, I feel incredibly embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best thing. Oh, no. Because he was just like normal. Like he had like a little tuxedo on and he had his cape and then like vampire fangs and then like the little blood. No. No. Yeah. He didn't step up. No. You were were in the right. You went all out. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) He needed to step up. Listen, I hope you're listening to this. I hope you're listening. (laughs) You should be ashamed of your little 14 self, okay? Go big or go home. You should have went home. I said what I said. <laughs> so you saying a little tuxedo? A little tuxedo is not is not good enough? No. Where's the cape? Where's the slick back hair? Where's the bedazzles and the jewelry and stuff and the blah blah blah? He <clears throat> I don't go blah blah blah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know that he had a little a little cape on too. I think we got like matching capes and that was cute. Bigger cape. But that was Bigger. that was it. Unacceptable. Unacceptable unacceptable i felt so horribly embarrassed because i was so done up and he was just like he looked normal you know what i'm saying saying. with little thing listen (laughs) (laughs) maybe they don't have enough money maybe they don't have enough time listen if you're gonna do a costume do a costume i mean we didn't have money like my mom for the longest time was a single well because we went thrift store shopping and we found like i said this black dress that my mom like refitted together we bought the cape from like whatever walmart store and then she bought the little fangs the little bitey mouth things and then she just did my hair with the four thousand cans of hairspray that it needed because my hair holds zero shape yeah mine too zero I mean, in hindsight, like, that's why I am the way I am today. It's just balls to the wall. Good. Go big or go home in the decor. That's what you need to do. He should be ashamed. You probably looked so cool. He's going to show up and be like, you look cool. And little baby 14 you is going to be like, no, I'm embarrassed because I'm not magic. No, he wasn't magic. (laughs) How dare. Uh, thank you for coming to uh, my therapy session, Skloon. Thank you so much for being my therapist for my little shadow work <laughs> from my inner child that needed to hear that. I appreciate you. Listen, <laughs> when I was a little baby 14-year-old, I was real extra and I was real emo goth mm-hmm. So, like, every day I got told, what, you going to a funeral and stuff like that? And I did not care. I was dressing my best life. Oh, hell yeah. No, be shame. I mean, when you want to be a little baby goth, you gotta, you gotta go in. You gotta go in. Yeah. Ain't no one gonna care. Yeah. I remember getting the giant, I don't know what they're called anymore, like the parachute pants. They're not parachute pants because that's a whole different thing, but like the, they're really thick, like wide ones. The goth pants. Trip pants? Is that trip pants? With the chains and stuff on it? Yes, Yes. but mine didn't have jeans because I think I took them off because I did not like how they jingled and it irritated my senses. The jingle jangles. But anyway. My brother had a pair of those. It was so funny. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. 
But like, I remember wearing them all the time. They were basically like my comfy pants because they were fairly thin, but they were like hefty. Yeah. So I remember like putting them on and I was like, oh yeah, look at this. I look super cool. And I had like a wife beater on because I thought that was the thing. And... (laughs) Hell yeah. I was just like, I'm going to go to school like this. This is exactly how I should dress all of the time. And then it became a lounge pants and it was great. So I was I was a goth for all my middle school years. And then when I got to high school, I discovered that like the scene things were a thing. And I liked color (gasps) like a lot. I like color. People could tell (laughs) by like my art and stuff. I like color. So that was my that was my shtick. I had like really bright, colorful jeans I had the poofy hair, all the headbands and stuff. It was great. It was you great. You were a scene kid. I was. I had all the Aww. jelly bracelets and like the, the chunky beaded ones. I just was a colorful little ball of angst. I think at the end of it, I really didn't have a sense of identity style. Like I leaned a lot towards the punk yeah. A little bit of scene, but I think just because my mom was super English, like I didn't ever feel the need to like super express just because she was very, which just sounds awful, but like she was very like, listen, we'll get you jeans, we'll do this, we'll do that, and you know, what you can do whatever you want. Like she was very like super nonchalant about a lot of things to the point where like when I told her, I guess when I was like four, I didn't ever want to wear jeans. And my mom was like, what? Hell yeah. Down with jeans. So she, like, she bought me corduroys, like, the entire time. No more jeans. I don't know. I just don't like them. But I will also say that my mother is that person where when I was in elementary school age, up until middle school, she tried her damnedest to get me and my little sister in uniforms. Like, she went out of her way to buy uniforms for us, even though our school was not a uniform school. True. So we were we were the only kids wearing these little schoolgirl uniforms. And my mom, her reasoning, she was like, well, I went to school and I had a uniform. And I was like, right, but you're from England. Therefore, yeah. your boarding school that you literally went to, she, she went to a school for girls, a boarding school for girls. I was like, your school literally made you do that. And then she came up with the other excuse of, well, you were growing so fast that I knew that if I had one outfit for you for school and you had other outfits for play, that I wouldn't spend that much money. Because again, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. She had some some sketchy reasons, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to fault her for it. Yeah. I feel like I grew up kind of normal. Yeah. You know? Just, just kind of. you are one of the best people I've ever met in my life, so you grew up good. Oh! don't lie to me. I would never you, lie to you. Listen, that is I can't lie. The best you ever see me play Duck Duck Goose? You know why I stay silent? Because I can't lie. <laughs> I'll be like, the voice clue, where are you? I'll be like, eh, uh. <laughs> exactly how that happened. I love how you're saying Duck Duck Goose. Do you mean Goose Goose Duck? Yeah, that one. The murder one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Duck Duck Goose, you're already in a circle. It doesn't matter what you go. Yeah. Get out of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh we <laughs> we played Goose Goose Duck, which is a game it's like it's among us, but ducks and geese. I think my favorite thing 
is when I was the killer and we have a we have a friend named Sausage. <laughs> she was running around and I remember being like, oh, hey, Sausage, don't go that way. Like the killer. I saw the killer that way. And Sausage was like, okay, cool. And like walked with me and then I killed her. <laughs> And I felt so yeah. bad. The last person to kill was Skloon. And I just walked up to her and I was like, hey. She was like, oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> we know. We already know. It's yeah, all right. Know. Yeah. You just watch all everyone get killed one by one. And then you're like, well, there's only one person standing in the right in front of me. So. Yep. Yep. I'm like, I can't run away now. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, but we like that game. And Skloon and I actually have a thought. Uh, that involves that game and so until we flesh it out a little bit more and kind of see what i don't know the the engagement about it is like Mm -hmm. people's excitement or whatever nonsense uh we won't release too much details but we have some things in the works got some some uh mind palace stuff me very excited and not that we're at all sponsored by them but there is a book from club cryptid that's coming out september 6th and it's a book about the cryptids and it's like a little comic book series and everything and i may or may not have pre-ordered two of them one for me and one for slew how dare he was very mad that i that i did such a thing how dare also thank you i'm not saying how dare it'd be ungrateful because i'm very grateful but how dare (laughs) listen i thought it was like gonna be like a like a research book i'm not gonna lie i literally thought it was gonna be like a research book that we can use it for research. So I was already prepared to buy one for you. And then when I saw that it was just comics and that the little San Francisco Night Rocker is like running around places and he's just like get his little legs. Or there was one where like Mothman like looked at a like a pot of beans and then he just walked away from it. I was like, well, we have to buy this book now. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. So uh, go check them out because the book looks great and I'm really excited to read it when it finally releases in September. Like it literally should arrive on your doorstep the day it's supposed to be released, which I'm really excited about. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presents. All the presents. Presents. That's not fair. I want to send you presents. Well, uh, when you find my address in all of the paperwork that we have. (laughs) Okay. I'll look for it. You think I won't? I'm about to activate my like super sleuth ackerman i also slip up on some things so i'm surprised you haven't found it and that's my favorite thing very dumb ash what do you mean (laughs) that's our thing right now is saloon wants to reciprocate presents and i don't want her to yet so i refuse to release my mailing address and she's mad about it so she has to find it on her own she can't ask anyone she sent me on a treasure hunt (laughs) but like there's treasure eh is that what it would be good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a light at the end of the rainbow. I, I did not lie to you. It's there. Okay. Aha. I'll find it. I will find it. I will find it. You just obviously can't ask my partner. Because if he released that information, I would be heckin' mad. I'm like, That's, that ruins the whole, the whole game. Yeah. Ruins the game. Listen, I, I, I played a win, so I won't, I won't cheat. I'll do it on my own and then brag about it for a million years. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. We both are the same person where, like, we don't want any help. And then, like, we purposely try to find the thing. And then when we do find the thing, it's just, like, a never-ending gloat fest, you know? Yeah. I'm so excited. We watched something recently, didn't we? Um. What did we? Oh! You know what we did watch? What? Is we watched the outtakes 
of the Bo Burnham Inside. Oh! That recently came out. Yeah. And oh, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, I want him to release an illegitimate Inside 2, and he uses all of those songs and more. Yeah. I feel so validated in my life, in my uh, quarantine nightmare that once was upon the time. You know it is a nightmare? Huh. I'm pretty sure you're cryptid. Is it? Or is it a beautiful bean? Is it? I'll let the viewers decide. The viewers? Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some interlude music, like some. I'm super excited, especially because my story today is wild. So, uh, I'm ready to hear a fun, not so wild, maybe wild beast. It's a little wild. It's, it's not dragon. Wild. Oh, maybe. Ayo, you're in the right ballpark. Oh, am I? A little bit. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Okay, I am ready. Day, the beast, a busco. Ooh. Also known as Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> Is he, is he the garbage man? Oscar the, the grouch? No! Oh god, that'd be so funny though. Oscar the shark slayer. Not that easy though. <laughs> Oscar was an alleged giant alligator snapping turtle found in Folk Lecture Busco, northern Indiana. I love that. Yeah. It's described as looking like a normal snapping turtle, but having a spiked shell longer and bigger than the average rowboat, which is said to be about 10 feet length, had the head the size of a child and nearly 6 foot wide and appearing to be around 500 pounds. Big boy. This thing is just a blastoise. I've now realized this. Pokemon are real. Go. Go catch them all. I was gonna say, you and your Pokemon stories are just incredible. (laughs) Every single cryptid has been turning out to be a Pokemon, I feel like. Listen, Pokemon, listen, Nintendo, make a Pokemon game with cryptid creatures. (gasps) I will buy that instantly. I would pre-order it. All of the downloadable content, regardless of how stupid it would be. Yeah. Because it's always stupid. Yeah. And the figurines. Yeah. I would buy everything. I would put my whole life savings into it. The first sighting of Oscar was in 1898 when a farmer named Oscar Folk supposedly saw a giant turtle living in his seven-acre lake on his farm. He told others about the giant beast, but a majority of them laughed at what he said and didn't give it a second thought. Realizing that nobody was going to take him seriously and sensing that the turtle was not dangerous and just wanted to live its life, Folk let it be and ignored it for the remainder of the time he owned his farm. Until 50 years later. In July 1948, the farm that Oscar Falk used to have has now been sold to a man named Gail Harris. Realizing that the lake on his property would allow for good fishing, Harris opened up the lake to locals in the area. One day, two men, Aura Blue and Charlie Wilson, were out fishing in the lake and claimed to have seen the giant snapping turtle. They claimed that the turtle suddenly surfaced along their rowboat while they were fishing and just started hanging out on the surface of the water. The monster-sized turtle completely ignored the boat and the people in it and went about its business before sinking down below the water. They said it kind of looked like a submarine propeller, just be like, boop, just up, just popped up. I kind of love the fact that A, its name is Oscar, and it was found by an Oscar. So I'm assuming he's named after the man that found him. That's yeah. my assumption. Yeah. And two, the fact that <laughs> these people were on the rowboat and they were like, oh, hey, look, this 
creature is surfacing and it's, it looks fairly huge. Oh lordy. Oh, it's friendly. Bye. Yeah, they just continue fishing. Yeah, he, he's just like, Ah, good day. <laughs> Amazed by what they had seen, Blue and Wilson returned to the shore and quickly told Harris about what they seen in the lake. He was taken aback by what the fishermen had described, and he began to watch the lake almost every day for signs of the turtle. It took months, but Harris finally found his proof that the giant was in the lake in the early autumn 1948. According to Harris, his attention was first drawn to the creature by a church minister with whom he was patching a roof for. The minister pointed out something moving across the lake. The pair ignored it for the time being, but the next day Harris and the minister noticed the shape again, swimming in the opposite direction. Harris and his son reported another sighting in autumn. While bringing in their cows, Harris attempted to get closer to the turtle in a rowboat, allowing him to grab it by the tail, but when he did, it heaved out of the water and capsized the rowboat. Filled with excitement about his sightings, Harris started to tell everyone in town about the giant beast in his lake. Throughout 1949, local people made repeated attempts to capture the turtle. Mr. Harris had been particularly concerned with not injuring the animal as it wasn't hostile, it just was doing its thing, leading him to veto any plans which would harm it, but was fine with trying to capture Oscar in safer ways and started thinking of the ways to catch it and prove its existence. Harris plan consists of a trap that he built using multiple wooden stakes and rolls of chicken wire, creating a funnel type effect. The trap would force the turtle into a small designated area where he placed some raw bait and keep it contained in a little more than 10 feet of water. After a few hours passed, the turtle finally arrived at the trap and began to venture inside. The witnesses on shore gasped as the creature swam towards the easy bait. At the end of the trap, it appeared to have nowhere else to go. But the choice of chicken wire proved to be too weak, and the creature was able to burst out and return to the deep part of the lake, making its escape. Escape! 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 He swam away, back to the depths with him. Word of Oscar quickly spread neighboring towns, and soon after made national news. The next attempt at gaining physical proof of the turtle's existence was to use a homemade periscope. Unfortunately, the water was too murky to see anything, and the tube that was used actually went to damage Harris's eye. Then they decided to try using a diving suit to get down there. Although initially failing as the helmet began to leak, they repaired it and tried again, but had abandoned the search two hours later when the diver got stuck in the mud up to his chest in the bottom of the lake. <laughs> He's just he's down there in the mud. <laughs> if there is a person who is able to swim through the La Brea tar pits and not have pretty much any issues except for like his equipment having a meltdown and all these other things and he could survive for hours. Yeah, when he wasn't supposed to, yeah. And he wasn't supposed to. I think you like getting stuck in the mud is like not the worst thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. you could you could have tried harder. Yeah. My shoes are muddy. My shoes. Time to turn it in. I can't see. Oh, darn. It's oh, just a little no. too murky. Try pitch blackness with no way to navigate. Yeah. My guy. With no radio. Nothing. Charles would never. Charles would never. <laughs> Harris started to think of new ways to catch the beast and at one point even managed to take possession of a live female sea turtle in hopes of attracting Oscar closer enough to the shore in order to be pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> he was like hey this sea turtle is probably a male and needs to get laid so let's try to encourage that let's put yeah. her out there a a a o a o that's the dumbest shit a o little turtle 
Tur- Tursle. Tursle. <laughs> Tursle. <laughs> Tursle, honey. Is that a, a turtle tussle? A Tursle. <laughs> a Tursle. Yeah, she's coming on in. She got them fancy hey. eyeballs. She got her little eyelashes going. Her deepified turtle. <laughs> her her shell has been shined to perfection. Yeah. To be blinding. Yeah. No matter they're not the you know same species of turtle. Throw it in there. No, yeah. It's an alligator turtle. It's not gonna eat her. It's fine. No, it's no, not no. hostile to humans. This is a this is a, a sea turtle you're putting in the mucky. Oh. Bog lake. How dare. That poor turtle. Sir, how dare. Oh. oh no. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me. What if she's a lesbian? What if she doesn't want him? Yeah. What if it's married? What if it already has a partner? Did you ask? Did you ask the turtle? What if she's like, hey, Oscar, what do you do for your living? And he's like, I just kind of float around here. And she's like, ah, you're such a lazy person. Yeah. I can't handle this tersel right now. I need can't you to go. Can't handle this tersel. Or... Like, he's in love with her, and then she rejects him. And then he's so upset that he doesn't surface again for, like, 20 oh, years no. after, like, it's already been sold again. And they oh, didn't think about that. His feelings. backfired. Maybe he's gay, and he's like, I can't believe that you would try to give this woman to me. I know. I require a specific entree. How dare. Entrevu. This is not the right tersel for me. Gosh, they assumed a lot of shit. They did. And you know what happens when you assume. You make an ass make out of you an and ass me. Out of you and me. That's our baby. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's right. just the, it was the dumbest thing that I was like, they tried to lure it out with another turtle that's yeah. not even the same turtle species. I, yeah, I, listen, obviously there are alligator snapping turtles around this place. You couldn't go get a female alligator snapping turtle. You had to go get a sea that. turtle. And even that, how expensive was that sea turtle? It came from the sea. The sea? You are literally putting a creature that breathes salt water and survives in salt water and you're putting it in fresh water. That's going to fuck its whole system up. She's going to have a bad day. A real bad day. You don't want to do that shit. At least they didn't throw a tortoise in there because that would have been... Oh. It would insta-kill. awful. Protect the tersels. They should have just put fresh cherry tomatoes and strawberries out there for it. Probably would have been better. Mm Mm-hmm. Tersels love strawberry. Tersels love strawberries. Just little. Have you ever seen the videos of the tersels being like, and they eat the strawberries? Yes. They're so cute. Yes. And then like their little face and neck, they kind of like stretch out and then they go, and they can't like get into it because like their mouths are sometimes either so small or it's just such a really hard fruit. So their little mouth can't get it yet. And then they tear into it and it's like a bloody massacre. I love that. Yeah, these are cute. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Bloody Massacre, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Would view again. Ooh, okay. Ooh. They try to lure it out with a woman. But mm-hmm. it failed, obviously. Of course. Species. Get the same species! <laughs> After nearly seven months of constant searching and beginning to grow more and more desperate in his attempts to prove Oscar's existence, he resorted to using dynamite in order to produce a body. The overall tone of his hunts changed and he, it no longer mattered to him if Oscar was alive or dead. All that mattered was that he was real and he could prove it. The once large, curious crowds of onlookers began to dwindle with almost nothing and Harris's reputation had started to suffer. Good. That's what you get when you stop caring about the tersel. Mm-hmm. How dare. Finally, in October, after trying nearly everything else, Harris announced his final plan to capture the beast of Busco. He was going to drain the entire lake. 
Almost immediately, the crowds returned to Harris's farm in overwhelming numbers, but this time he had set up a fee that they would pay at the entrance to see the show. Using the money from the crowds, Harris attached a large pump to his tractor and started to drain the lake. After just a few days of pumping, he managed to drain the once seven-acre lake to a one-acre with a depth of five feet, and it was during this time that Oscar finally decided to show up. Dun-dun-dun. While the still loyal crowd watched the surface of the water with focused eyes, a single duck landed upon it and started to swim around. Suddenly, a large reptilian head shot up from under the duck and devoured it whole. Oh my god. Yeah. He was like, Am. The crowd was amazed and started yelling for Harris to work faster and empty the lake as soon as possible. But just as before, Harris's luck was about to change. The pump started sucking up the thick muck at the bottom of the lake and eventually clogged itself so badly that it broke Harris's tractor and he was unable to be used again. Still determined to prove Oscar was real, once and for all, Harris used the last of his money to rent a crane and drag the bottom of the lake. But the beast was able to avoid the capture. Mm-hmm. Not long after dragging the bottom of the lake, a patch of bad weather descended upon the town, and it fell victim to countless rainstorms. In no time at all, the one-acre lake that he drained filled back up to its original seven acres, and Oscar was free to swim around, hidden once more. That's what you get. Mother Nature was like, you gonna hurt my baby Tursle? Boom. Rainstorms. Ha! Okay, okay, hear me out. Lilo and Stitch has Pudge. Yeah. The fish who can control the weather. Yeah. What if Oscar is the alligator snapping turtle that can control the weather? Ooh. And like, he's angry, and that's why like all those storms happen and stuff like that. But like, whenever he's not angry and he's just chilling out in the middle of the lake, he's a chill dude. And like, they have clear skies with like one or two occasional thunderstorms because maybe he tried to get laid and it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe. Maybe. They're all so dumb. These people are so yeah. dumb. Finally, in December, plagued by health problems and debt, Harris called it off the remaining attempts to capture the beast of Busco. Unable to rebound after going nearly bankrupt in his attempt to prove Oscar was real, Harris was forced to sell his farm at auction on August 23, 1950. After selling the very farm which hosted nearly 3,000 onlookers during the turtle hunts, the beast of Busco was never seen again. Some town folk will tell you the reason Oscar was never captured or seen in the lake is because of underground channels that connect the lake to other lakes in the area. So he just swooped on through. He was like, you know what? This is too much. I'm out of here. So they were using the Loch Ness Monster theory. Yeah. Was that there's so much connected underneath that they just travel around. That's why there's mud as it covers the holes. Yeah. Yeah. I buy it, but I don't buy it. I mean, I also live in Florida where you can find an alligator snapping turtle anywhere. You know what I'm saying? They can be huge. Yeah. So, like, they don't want to fuck around with you. They just want to chill. Most of wildlife just wants to chill. Yeah. Throw them a (sighs) strawberry and leave them alone. Wait. (laughs) Just throw a giant pineapple at him. He'll, He'll tear it down in a minute. Yeah. When everything's got too chaotic in his lake, Oscar would escape through one of the channels into a calm lake, away from the nosy, sightseers, loud equipment, and dynamite. Plus, after all the draining and dragging of the lake ruined the overall balance of his home, and Oscar probably decided to move out for good and never return. There are a few locals, though, who feel that Oscar actually died during the draining of the lake. They feel that the large turtle fell victim to the churning water and ultimately became stuck and buried within the muck at the bottom of his home. 
this kind of support the, the theories that it was never seen again even after the lake filled up after the rainy season. Some believe that he could be still alive as an alligator snapping turtle can live to an extremely long lifespan as they continue to grow throughout their entire life and species in captivity even recorded to reaching up to weights of 298 pounds. The alligator snapping turtle is also thought to be able to live the age of nearly 120 years old, but there is some thought among people that the alligator snapping turtle can live to be almost 200 plus years old if the conditions are right. It's not hard to believe that given the right elemental conditions, a lone species could be able to reach up to the same gigantic proportions Oscar said to have, but no sightings of the turtle have happened after 1949. Hmm. They do, though, however, have tribute to Oscar in the form of Turtle Day Festival. Oscar is honored at the Turtle Day Festival each June 16th to June 19th, and it holds a parade, carnival, and turtle races. This is amazing, and I'm kind of mad that you're telling me about this now because I won't be able to go. No, sorry. <laughs> kind of upset you know what it's it's fine it's fine it's, it's fine it, we it's just we it have to plan trip. Yeah, yeah 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 we just now gotta plan it because it's only like a week yeah we gotta plan that week out real well yeah there's also a turtle shell labeled beast of busco that hangs in the two brothers restaurant in the Cater, indiana a small concrete statue of the turtle sits on a sidewalk in the main intersection at the center of churubusco and a 15th first statue depicting their mascot, Oscar, sits in the community park as well. Now Oscar's home is up for sale, located between Madden and McDuffie Roads, and is nearly 44 acres property with the market for a million dollars, along with Folk Lake. Retailers say the property is great for hunting and great for fishing. It is a great property with a great view, and it comes with a story. I think it'd be a perfect place to call home. Hurry, right, quick! Get the property! Get the property! Somebody get the property! Treat Oscar right! Give him all the strawberries! Let him chill! Find him an actual turtle <laughs> that he likes to enjoy to spend his time Find with. Oscar the one true love of his life. Yeah. Solace. Peace and quiet. Get him he some doesn't ducks. give a damn. And some strawberries. Leave him alone. Yeah, apparently he's a carnivore instead of, I mean, it's an alligator snapping turtle, so that makes sense. But uh, yeah, give him more, some more ducks. Maybe he'll come out for more ducks. Maybe the yeah. duck killed him. Maybe when he ate maybe the duck, he'll... the duck got lodged in his throat and it killed him. Or maybe the duck fought back. <laughs> it's like, no, Yo. not today. Not today. Hey, listen here, Oscar. We talked about this. I need you to understand that no means no. And I said, no, you cannot eat me. The duck was more powerful cryptid. <laughs> duck. Ooh. But that is the story of Oscar, the giant That was a beautiful man. story. That is insane. Eee, real quick, my credits are cryptids, HTTPS, um, fandoms.com, Wikipedia, always, cryptid archives, medium.com, exploring history, the beast of Busco, and wayne.com news Woo! Yeah. i love how we always want to try to use like as many credible sources as we can and we're both like wikipedia you know it's it's wikipedia wikipedia is incredible i only got like a line or two of information from wikipedia but i still got some so i had to put it in there 
Well, no, I use Wikipedia all the time because sometimes what I do in my sources, I don't know if anyone else does it, is like I'll pull up Wikipedia because of how like condensed the information is sometimes. Like they put in a lot, but they make it really easy to read. And then I'll find the news articles surrounding said topic. So if ABC, CBS, whatever also states the same thing that the Wikipedia article states, then I feel comfortable pulling from that Wikipedia. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a cross-reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, so, same, same. That's, that's what I do. I don't know if anyone else does that, but uh, I always have a lot to read, so why not make it as easy as possible, you know? Yeah. You know, you know? Yeah. Man, I kind of want a giant alligator snapping turtle as a best friend now. I feel like that would be, like, the best... I know, right? Netflix comedy special. You'd just be chilling, fishing, and he'd just be beside you, just taking a nap leisurely in the sun. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. That's all it seemed like he wanted to do, was just take a nap, hang out, eat a duck or two. Like, yeah. he just seemed chill. Man, you can do it why for do people gotta price ruin it? of a million dollars. <laughs> a price. I mean... My favorite is just the way that they spin, like, the farm. They're like, hey, guys, you know, this farm's great. It has a story. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Comes with maybe, possibly, a giant turtle. A giant turtle that a maybe possibly kill you, you know, if you get too close. No. But hey, you can no, no, no. open up everything for fishing. Gain some yeah. money, some uh, investment property value, if you will. Go slowly insane with the need to prove the giant turtle. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe everyone just went slowly insane because of how it came to be. We Maybe, don't know. But the first guy didn't. He was just like, all right, it's chilling. Yeah, but after the fact, everyone heard about him and how no one believed him. So that's what yeah. made them slowly insane. They're like, oh, oh no. Oscar the first wasn't believed. I need to make sure I'm believed so I'm not labeled as crazy like Oscar. That's true. Mentality of people nowadays. Or then days, I should say. It's all word of mouth. How dare. How dare. Do you want a real life Pokemon? Yes. Is that even a question? (laughs) I mean, I made it a question. I feel like, though, I would choose Mm -hmm. the most boring not boring but like the more like i don't know i wouldn't be dangy i mean would you want one that's okay for the nerds out there you know or we're gonna settle it down would you want one that's just cute and cuddly and doesn't really do a lot or do you want one that's actually gonna work for you in terms of like a bird pokemon where it will deliver letters for you or do you want like a snuggly buggly bow or do you just want like a glob that Uh, does nothing you talking about ditto Listen, we respect yeah. Ditto. We I love Ditto. Ditto. I love Ditto so much. He's my second favorite. He's actually technically my third, but there's a difference. It's fine. I I feel like I would want a cuddly boy, but it depends on who I want because, like, anyone could be a cuddly boy. Like, Gengar, I would cuddle the shit out of Gengar. I ain't even But what lie. if his exterior isn't cuddly? Because there's cuddly and then there's, like, cuddle. You know, oh, like, that's eh. true. Hmm. I feel like he would have a rough exterior that wouldn't just be fun to cuddle with. I also would love a Gengar, but that's besides the point. You would get an Eevee. I would get an Eevee in an instant. I love Eevee. Or a Pikachu. Or a Vulpix. Those are my oh, best. <laughs> but if you get an Eevee, you can technically have all three. Because <laughs> Eevee can be a Jolteon or a Flareon. 
But I like Vulpix and I like Pikachu. I mean, this is Hot true. take. I think Jolteon is not my least favorite, but one of my least favorite evolution. I don't think that's a hot take because I also agree with you. However, I do have a friend named Jen who we... This is now a Pokemon podcast. Welcome yeah, to the Pokepod. Welcome to the Pokepod. So my friend Jen and I, before I moved, she happened to get like a Build-A-Bear announcement that they were going to be releasing Jolteon in conjunction with Vaporeon. And Vaporeon's my favorite. So oh, whoa. Jolteon Wait is one minute. of hers. Hold on. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that I love you and we should uh- <laughs> be soulmates forever because Vaporeon is my favorite. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, I've had a Vaporeon <laughs> every single game because it's my favorite. <laughs> I I showed you my cosplay picture. I know, and I loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah, you didn't think that there was a reason as to why I picked Vaporeon out of all the other well, ones? I was really thinking about it at the time, no. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And <laughs> so her and I actually went to Build-A-Bear. We made a day out of it. And she got a Jolteon, I got the Vaporeon, and she named hers Hot Dog. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Because we were like, should we just name it something stupid? She was like, yeah. <laughs> Hence Hot Dog. It's cute. It was so funny. I honestly have, I don't even think I named mine. And if I did, I think I let her name it. I truly don't remember what my Vaporeon's name is. But you know what? In honor of our beautiful friendship, my Vaporeon is now Skloon. Oh, that's so cute. You are my cuddle buddy at the end of the night. Oh, my Vaporeon's name is Mackerel. That is the cutest shit. (laughs) Oh. I feel bad now. I don't don't dislike Jolteon. I love Jolteon. Just in the the list of evolutions, it's like second to last. I'm sorry. I love it. So then who is your last? Glaceon. Who? I don't like Glaceon. The ice one. Oh, Glaceon. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, but eh. It's like it's, it's like these tried to mash Vaporeon and Espeon together or something. I don't know. I just don't like it. I feel you. I feel you. It's okay. Leafeon. Oh, baby. What a cute bean. I do love Sylveon and I do love Umbreon. They're both great. Yeah. I love them. Anyway, now that we've <laughs> reconnected and revitalized that we were meant to be together. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Pokepod. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. We'll talk about our Pokepod. Uh, hopes and dreams. <gasps> oh, wait, hold on. Real oh. quick, before oh. we leave the Pokepod. Okay. I saw that they are releasing two new games. I think it's Jupiter and Saturn. I could yeah. be horribly wrong about those yeah. names. Yeah. But they have little people of color avatars. And I'm so excited. Because yeah. I think that's the first time that they've actually had something like that. Some some representation. And that's just great. I'm so excited about it. Uh, like for the main character? Yeah. No. They're two little black kids. Yeah. 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 Yes. But in the other yes. games, you can also choose. You can. But it wasn't like as prominent, I think. No. But you can. Yeah. There's option. Well, I'm really excited. Oh yeah, about still this, exciting. So. <laughs> Sorry. I also, to be fair, I haven't played any of the more recent Pokemon games. I've played them all since Sword. Catch them all, Pokemon. I think Sword. I, I haven't played it in such a long time, so I truly have not seen like the character customizations. But that doesn't matter. I'm just really excited about it. 
Anyway, yeah. thanks for coming to the Pokepod. Uh, we'll talk to y'all in like five weeks when yeah. something else happens. Pokemon. I love how we always have like a good laugh before uh before the we get real sad. Comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I am. I'm so sorry that I'm. We're gonna talk about this today, but I will say that I'm not the only one that's covered this. I know my favorite murder, like one of their earlier stories, has covered it. I'm pretty sure the Murder Sheet podcast has covered it for sure they have because i talked to i talk about them later on in my notes so i'm not the only one i put together as much as i can in this and i tried to be just kind of based about the facts we have some alleged things in here so i'm just gonna say it's an ongoing investigation how about that but let's get to the worst part of the meal no just no it's just the hard part to eat like the crab legs (laughs) The crab legs? It's the hard part to eat, yeah. Oh my gosh. Are the what are those spiky ones? The the rock crabs? Rock rock crabs? Rock crab? I've never had crab, but I don't know. I don't know. There's a crab that has like super spiny legs and like it hurts to like eat them because like holding the crab to break it, it hurts. Anyway, go on. All I know is you gotta take a thing and you gotta crack open the the shell and eat the meat. (laughs) Yeah, but it hurts so much to even hold it to do the cracky. Like, you have oh. to wrap your hand around, like, uh, like a paper towel. Listen, <laughs> this might be a very barbaric way, but every time I see people eating crab, I'm like, why don't they just, you know, like, smash it on the floor and get a book oh. <laughs> and smack it until it cracks open? Don't take me to a fancy restaurant. <laughs> you won't like how I operate with the crab. <laughs> just imagine you like you're like oh what's well, not <laughs> opening let me go get the big guns and you come out with like a tractor you're i like, got my right. mallet <laughs> your mallet your cinder block of crab yeah. i would love a mallet like an actual hammer to like crack it open the meat of the meat and the potatoes so we're gonna talk about abigail abby joyce williams and liberty libby Rose German, ages 13 and 14, respectively. They had a sleepover at Libby's house to prepare for their hike the next day. These girls love the outdoors. They were going to be traversing the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek, and they were going to be hiking in the woodland in the remote Deer Creek Township after being dropped off near the Hoosier Heartland Highway at around 1.35 Monday, Friday the 13th in 2017. They were dropped off by Kelsey German, Libby's older sister, and Kelsey says they were listening to 21 Pilots, shout out, great band, and they were all really happy and cheerful, like the sun was shining, they had rolled down their windows because of the warm weather, and the girls had started off the hike by Libby telling Kelsey that she loved her. So they were very happy, it didn't seem like there was any issues in sisterhood or rivalry or anything of that nature, it was just two teenage girls, best friends, inseparable from the beginning, and enjoying what they do best. Abby and Libby had been friends and they were planning their high school years together. They had just finished middle school and they were going to go into high school. They both played volleyball at their Delphi Community Middle School. They both loved to swim. They enjoyed the outdoors and crafting. Abby enjoyed photography and art. And she even showcased a lot of her art at her mom's home. She was very independent and helpful. She was assisting her nieces, playing games, etc. 
Libby loved soccer, softball. She was showing off her skills as a rising sports star. She was always rooting for the underdog and making an impression on others with her kindness. And her grandmother speaks super highly of her. Everyone says that Libby was just the light of their world. She was very outgoing. She pretty much was just so courteous and helping people that she was just that open and welcome and everyone wanted to be with her. The girls' hiking trips were not unusual, and they would typically take pictures of each other as Abby was the model of a picture that Libby took and posted around 2.07 p.m. This would actually be the last time the girls were ever heard of again. There was a meetup time of 3.15 with Libby's grandfather. However, they did not show up. And I'm going to point out here, many different sources. All of my sources, some would say dad, some would say grandfather. I went with, I believe it was ABC, where they said grandfather and that him and her grandmother were her guardians. So that's what I'm going to go with. But just put that out there, there was many differing opinions about father and grandfather. He thought that they might have gotten lost or running a little bit behind. Maybe someone got injured and they were just taking longer to get to them or couldn't be reached. So the families did an initial search themselves before they were actually reported missing to the police at 5.30 p.m. They said that they didn't see anything on social media indicating meeting up with other friends, hanging out, going elsewhere. Foul play was not a thought. Everyone was thinking that the girls, again, might have been lost in the woods, a possible accident. This, however, quickly changed when uh, their bodies were found on February 14th, 2017, around noon, just about a half mile from the bridge. Not much is known about how they died, as the local police have withheld many details of the case. But former FBI agent Brad Garrett said that is one of the only reasons that they would have withhold information that would typically be considered public knowledge is that the cause of death would have a unique aspect that only the killer would know. So essentially, you know how typically news articles and everything would be like, this person was found cause of death strangulation. Or they died at 2.14 a.m. cause of death, starvation, things of that nature. Yeah. Nothing was released about the girls. Oh. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory about that at the end. It's just a theory after what I've read after everything. Just a theory. A murder theory. <laughs> All right, Matt Pat. <laughs> Calm down over there. Robert Ives... Uh, The retired chief prosecutor in Carroll County has stated that the time has passed to keep the cause of death a secret as what more can now be gained that has not already been discussed. So all of this recent information came out like three months ago. So this has been an ongoing case. Surprise. This is technically still unsolved. Oh, no. Technically. This is why I said there's a lot of alleged, a lot of alleged. The information released has been the fact a massive amount of blood has been lost by the victims. And because of the amount, it seemed very likely that the murder would have gotten blood on their hands or clothing. Uh, And I'll explain how that information gets released. As it's not necessary to determine if this is a first-time killer or experienced killer, there is still the possibility that a souvenir was taken. So when they stumbled upon the bodies after they had found them, the way, again, that the cause of death has still not been released, there's also a possibility that maybe, like, they were found nude. Maybe 
they were found wearing different articles of clothing maybe some clothing was missing like no one really knows yeah but also if the cause of death has not been released and there's also a possibility that everything was staged or there is very gruesome to the fact that maybe the killer wanted to take pictures of this like they're thinking all of these things so along with blood possible souvenir it actually ended up looking like the bodies had been moved and had been staged, but there was also no sign of it evidence or struggle. It is very helpful for a couple of things that the girls did have their cell phones and that Libby actually had a presence on social media. And just by, you know, being a 14 year old, she was on like Snapchat a lot, which yeah. made me laugh when I was doing the story because I remembered that your story last week had a little piece of Snapchat evidence in it. Yeah. <laughs> the map. The map of all the things. Map. So Libby had the foresight to accomplish this. A lot of people actually complimented Abby and called her a hero because even though right now they may not have found the killer, the fact that she gave police and other individuals these two things is incredible. One of them is going to be the picture of which she took Abby. In the background, you can see a gentleman with a blue jacket, jeans, a little heavier set, and I believe a hat. So he's wearing that, um, and he's further back. That it could just have been another passerby. Could have been someone completely different. No one knows who this person is. Could have been just a random stranger. But the fact that the picture was so close to when the girls were last seen and or heard of makes it highly susceptible that it is possibly the killer. Yeah. This image did help link a police sketch from many witnesses in the area and actually define like a prime suspect in the case. So a lot of people actually came forward and a lot of people had two different versions. So one, they actually had a sketch of an older man with a goatee, a ball cap, obviously heavier set. And that actually became outdated as a newer sketch was released. This one of a younger version of kind of the same person. This updated sketch was released in 2019, April 19th, 2019. The person actually ended up being clean shaven. They were ranging between the ages of 18 and 40. And their youthful appearance could actually make them look younger than they actually were. So they're still using both images just in case someone of note comes along and matches up with them. But there definitely has now been like two actual connections with the picture. The second piece of evidence that Libby managed to collect for everyone is a 43-second audio recording. And they actually released a little clip of it to the public. And it says, guys, some static, and then down the hill. Please had hoped that the combined evidence would either connect one or several names to the information, and that way they could narrow down alibis, timeframes, etc. Obviously, since the updated picture came out in 2019, like the updated sketch, not much has happened. Another piece of evidence that Libby did not attribute to was actually an abandoned vehicle left off of the Hoosier Heartland Highway at a former child services office between noon and five of the day of the murders. It's not currently a speculation that the driver themselves was the person of interest or if they're another victim, but just like, you know, maybe they saw something, maybe the killer had used the car and then deposited it. There's really not much 
they didn't really release much more about the car. So now it's been over five years since the killings. The police superintendent, Carter, says that their resolve to catch the killer is as strong now as ever. Uh, Superintendent Doug Carter. There are many individuals who've been tagged as a person of interest. However, there hasn't been any actual concrete proof, loose concrete or not. Like Again, a lot of speculation and we're going to go through them. Most of the persons of interest are sex offenders. And although most of the people have actually been removed from the list, there are still a few that are kind of noteworthy and we'll just go through them all again. It is all alleged. I am saying this over and over again for that law, (laughs) that possibility of defamation and law, as we all know. This is all alleged. The crimes that they have committed have been proven and they are those criminals, but it's not specific about this particular case, but there are a lot of similarities with what they have previously done. So, Uh, We have Daniel J. Nations from Indiana. This registered sex offender was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado in September 2017. His crime was threatening strangers on Monument Trail with a hatchet. So he wasn't killing anyone. He was just being that weird guy with a hatchet scaring people. Yeah, that's so terrifying, though. So terrifying. Like, I would not want to be any part of that. No. But dude, if you're already a registered sex offender, why would you want to do something, A, completely out of your scope, but also get you in more trouble? Just stay in your lane. Yeah. You're, well, I mean, stay out of your lane in terms of don't do it again, but just stay on the path of good, man. Don't get in the lanes. Just stay home. Yeah, get on the bandwagon. Be good. There was also a possibility that a bicyclist who had been killed by gunshot was a victim of nations. The El Paso County Sheriff spokesman also said that there were many similarities between the Delphi murders and the crimes perpetuated by nations. However, he was not at liberty to speak more about them, as again, the Delphi murder investigations did not want more info leaked at that time. So again, although Nations had been charged for the other crimes that he committed, he actually was officially marked off the person of interest list of the Delphi murders in February of 2018. Our second person, Thomas Bruce, in November 19th, 2018, he was seen corralling three women into the back room of a St. Louis shop for religious supplies. This former pastor shot and killed one, and then he sexually assaulted the other two, and this was all committed in broad daylight. At the time, the original Duffy murder sketch was released of the older bearded man. Bruce had similar stature and attire, as he was wearing a flat cap and a blue jacket during his crimes in November. Although the Delphi police have looked into this possible connection, nothing more was released regarding it, and on December 4th, Bruce had a minimum of 17 felony charges, and he could have actually received the death penalty. So he essentially was also, like, checked off of, like, nah, he's not our guy. Anthony Schatz, a Snapchat superstar. I use that term very loosely. Sergeant Jeremy Pierce, the public information officer with the Indiana State Police, released news regarding a catfish account named Anthony underscore Schatz on December 6, 2021. So very recent. 
The online account was created and used between 2016 and 2017, and Sergeant Piers asked for anyone who had had contact with the profile to come forward as it was revealed, which again is a little sketchy about if this was true because the investigators are like, no, 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 we're not saying anything. But her sister later on was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty sure she was. But it was revealed that Libby was actually in contact with this individual in the months leading up to her murder. About two days later, the police released another announcement that the account is allegedly 27-year-old Keegan Anthony Kleins, and this person would set up fake accounts using pictures of an unnamed male model and portraying himself as incredibly wealthy, owning multiple sports cars. The catfisher would do this in order to solicit child abuse material from underaged girls, their addresses, and try to attempt to meet with them in real life. So literally was like, hey girl, I'm this super hot model and you're 13, 14. You should come check out my super cool car and you should come check out this. What's your address so I can come pick you up? And in reality, he was the complete opposite. Send some pictures my way because I sent you mine. I'm topless and a hot supermodel. So you should send me one too. Like, what is she? They're children. They're not going to do shit. Yeah. They don't know what they're, what is good or bad. I, I say this having been a child. They don't know exactly what's good or bad because 90% of the time it's not told to them. Yeah. I don't think I had the sex talk until I was 10. And even then it was very much like a, hey, this is the thing that, you know, when you're older you can do. So if this happens, like don't really do it. And then when I asked for like birth control at 15 because I was scared of being sexually assaulted, it was kind of like a, well, why do you need that? You shouldn't be doing that, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of stigma around trying to educate children, maybe not telling them how to have sex, but how to look for the signs of grooming, to look for, hey, if this person's talking to you like this, this is bad and you should not engage with them. Come tell someone, like we'll handle it for you. So there's a lot of stigma about knowledge and it's kind of sad. This is all notable as this was considered the first time the police provided an actual name of a suspect versus the press releasing any information. So the Thomas Bruce and the um, Daniel J. Nathans or nations, the press was like, hey, this information is is pretty noteworthy because these two people are offenders, like sexual offenders. We should, you know, maybe they're connected in some way. And the police is always like, no, 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 that's not our guy. And then they were like, oh, hey, but by the way, this person allegedly created these accounts. So if you have contact with these accounts, come to us because this is possibly related to this case. It's the first actual name that anyone's ever released. Kelsey, Libby's sister, does believe that even if her or their guardians knew about the account that Libby was talking to, they felt that she still may have hit it in the typical teenager way. Like, that's what her sister called it, the typical teenager way. However, Libby never told anyone about the connections that was made online. Recently, the actual model of the images has been identified and they've been cleared as a person of interest because obviously his images were used in this catfish account. Yeah. Even though the male model is not considered a person of interest, the creator of the account is still a possibility. The rest of the information regarding the profile is locked as it has generated, quote, a tremendous number of leads, according to Doug Carter of the Indiana police. And it is also indicated that possibly two people were accessing and using the catfish account due to differences in language and phrasing. So kind of like how you know either 
maybe someone's having a bad day or they're just not talking to you the way they normally do, like the different kind of phrasing, they figure that, oh, this person was using shorthand, the letter U for you, because, you know, C-U-Z, things like that. Or maybe the other person was actually spelling everything out, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely a possibility. The Murder Sheet podcast, attorney Green Lee, and we'll talk about more about them later, states that the police had Keegan Klein take a polygraph test, which he actually failed. And one of the more notable questions asked was, do you know who committed these murders? And his answer was no. And if he failed, then what does Klein really know? Did he convince Libby and Abby to meet up with him out in the middle of the woods? This is my speculation. Like, did he meet, have them meet him out in the middle of the woods? And as he was following them, they were attacked by someone else and he witnessed the whole thing. Was he in cahoots with them? Because maybe there were two people with the account. Who knows? We don't know yet. The other current and possibly the most the public has actually been informed of is regarding the last person of interest, Ron Logan. Five years ago, just days after the police released the photo of the man on the bridge, there were as many as 15 tipsters, 15 people, who identified the man as Ron Logan. Oh. This is confirmed all via a March 17, 2017 affidavit for a search warrant. And this was all released by the Murder Sheet Podcast. And it has actually been confirmed as authentic. So all the little pieces of knowledge that we have, the possibility that the murders were staged, the possibility of a a souvenir was taken, where they were found, everything that was all shut, lock, and key is now slowly being released as of this year due to the fact that the Murder Sheet podcast got a hold of that affidavit and it was proved to be legit. And that's insane to me. The Murder Sheet podcast, again, shout out, is hosted by Ayn Kane, the journalist, and the attorney, Kevin Greenlee. They do actually have two separate episodes about the recent discoveries of the Delphi murders called The Delphi Murders, A Search Warrant, which was released on May 17th, 2022. So literally a last month. And then The Delphi Murders, The Logan Warrant Analysis. And they're so fancy with their names. That one was released on March 24th. So if anything, please check it out on Spotify if you want a more in-depth, like, journalistic approach, more, like, attorney approach to it. I'm sure they go into depth a lot more in regards to the actual affidavit since they have it. I don't. I don't have that kind of power, fortunately. It basically had another piece of crucial information that the girls were found on Logan's property along Deer Creek, just east of the Monon High Bridge. The source does indicate that the bodies were staged, and that the amount of blood, the killer definitely would have gotten some on him. It also confirmed that the killer did take a souvenir, a piece of clothing, and the pictures are still strongly thought to have been taken. It also, again, confirmed that the girls did not struggle or fight their killer, possibly due to fear or originally a familiarity with the killer. Because as you know, if you know the person that's about to attack you, like, they let you in the door, you know? Like, oh, hi, thank you, milkman, for bringing me my milk. Yeah, you want to use the phone? Come on in. No force entry, none of that. Yeah. When reviewing more of Ron Logan's history, past girlfriends uh, informed police that they were threatened with their lives and his behavior was extremely violent. Ron Logan was 77 in 2017 when Abby and Libby were murdered. 
but he was actually still active enough to not have any difficulty climbing up and down the hills near his home. Ron Logan also has a similar build of that in the man of the picture. An additional tick in the suspicion, shout out to Bailey Sarian, column would be that Ron Logan and his family lied to the investigators, although technically his family did not know it at the time. Essentially, on February 14, 2017, Ron Logan told his cousin that the police asked him where Logan's whereabouts were to tell them that he, cousin, picked Logan up between 2 and 2.30 on the 13th and drove him to the aquarium store in Lafayette. Now, his cousin was like, he's never told me to lie for him before. I didn't think anything of it. Apparently, Ron Logan has been denied the ability to drive. So his license was taken. He had like all these charges against driving. He was literally not even supposed to be behind the wheel of a car at all. So maybe his cousin was like oh maybe he went driving for like groceries or something and he doesn't want to get like in trouble yeah okay cool (laughs) probably didn't think anything of it there is also another story of how he returned home between 5 and 5 30 however during the first search of his home police found a receipt from the store so he actually did go but it was time marked with 5 21 p.m and the store was a very clear 30 minutes from his home So this turned out to be false information when investigated. And the family member recounted the alibi in a follow-up interview. He was saying that he'd never been asked to lie by Logan in the past. And per the affidavit and the experience of the investigators, it led them to believe that the creation of an alibi or basically having someone vouch for your whereabouts preemptively before any crimes are discovered shows knowledge of said crime. True. Whether or not the party is guilty of committing the crime or involved with it in some way. So essentially it was like you made up a story about where you were before there was even knowledge that there was even a story. Yeah, that's sus. Super suspicious. So that he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Well, that's that's what I was like. Maybe his cousin was like, oh, he's not supposed to drive. Maybe, you know, whatever, whatever. Like not thinking that it was this severe, you know? Yeah. The affidavit also indicated that the man's voice on the recording was not not inconsistent with Logan's actual voice. So they're not saying that it's accurate and they're not saying that it's identical, but they're not saying that it's not a possibility. Not inconsistent just to me means that it's consistently his. Yeah. Double negative. Also, speaking of cell phone recordings, Logan's cell records indicate that his phone was in the area of the bridge in Deer Creek on the afternoon of the 13th. The only inconsistency is that the girls were murdered 1,400 feet from Logan's home, and the bridge itself is an additional 1,760 feet from the scene. So he was another third mile out, essentially. There was a text message from his cell that could suggest that he was outside his home or within the site of the crime around 8 p.m. But again, we don't know when the girls died. We know that they died between the 13th and the 14th when they were found, but they haven't even released the time of death, let alone the actual cause of death. So we, we don't know any of that. Logan admitted 
that he knew the families in an interview after the girls were discovered. He claimed that he was caught by surprise and he wasn't sure how he felt about the murders at the time or that the fact that they were on his property. Logan actually took the police on a tour of his property and when they arrived at the scene of the crime, he stated that having lived on his property for 50 years, he couldn't understand how Libby and Abby could have reached the area where they were because it was just difficult to get to. Again, you're like, well, how did all this information get released via affidavit if the affidavit was supposed to be super secret and, like, no one's supposed to know about it? Yeah. Well, Carroll County Sheriff Toby Leesonby believes that the affidavit and the search warrant for Ron Logan's home were sealed. However, and I didn't know this, if you were given a search warrant, you're given a copy of that search warrant. So you have it for oh. record. So Logan had the records, had all the copies of the warrants, and he showed those documents to the media and other individuals. So he basically released all this information about everything. Oh no. So again, allegedly, if he was the killer and the police had been tight-lipped about many details, if he released said things to the public, then other people would know those details and therefore some people could try to confess to the crime, maybe for notoriety and things like that. So, yeah. and I'm not saying that he's the killer. I'm just saying as a killer of a case that's so secretive and you're given those documents, I would also release them to hopefully spread more information in that way. And maybe if another killer, like another serial killer around the area wants to take the fall for it, for again, notoriety, I'm off the hook you know? Yeah. Hopefully they would do more investigation and not just take the confession, but you know how it is. This all, the persons of interest, where the bodies were found, everything that was released, the investigators did not want air to the public. However, Lazenby does say that time will be the judge and therefore, yes, these were released, but at the end of the day, it'll all come out when it's needed. Time will be the judge of it all. There were two separate searches conducted throughout Logan's property, houses, and devices. One of them was conducted on March 17th, 2017. However, there's actually no information released regarding what was found. Ron Logan was actually arrested, not for the murders, but again for allegations of a probation violation and being a habitual traffic violator while driving his truck to the landfill on February 17th, 2017. So he's been permitted from driving and yet that's what he was doing. So again, that's what I was saying. Like maybe his cousin was like, oh, he's not supposed to be driving. He has this thing. I can do that. Not a problem. I don't want him to be in jail again. Yeah. Lo and behold, he gets arrested. Logan pleaded guilty to those charges, and while ordered to serve two years in prison, he was released in January 2018 after it was modified to be an in-home detention and surveillance. However, Ron Logan died in 2020, and at this time, him nor anyone else has been charged with the murders of Abby and Libby. The police are convinced, and they're convincing others, that they are closing in on the murderer, that they do know who he is as a person, and it won't be long until they do catch him. Abby Williams and Libby German might have left the world physically, however, they are forever in their families' hearts and in the center of their community. In August of 2017, the families announced plans to build a sports center for Delphi in the memory and honor. The nonprofit organization L&A Park Foundation was created to celebrate and commemorate their lives by making a place for appreciation of all the things the girls loved most, nature, art, playing, athleticism, and for all of now and the future, so every generation moving forward. 
One mile north of their city was where they started creating the complex and progress has been made regarding the development of the Abbey and Libby Memorial Park. The LNA Park Foundation was named the recipient of the NBA All-Star 2021 Legacy Grant that was given in 2020. The girls right now would have been finishing their freshman year of college and their families continue to live their days making them proud. Becky Patty, Libby's grandmother and guardian, said, We live our life like she would want. She's just not physically standing here, but she's here, so we just don't let her be gone. And Mike Patty, her grandfather, said, We always have hope. And that is just some of the saddest things that I've ever heard. But even though it's all alleged, there's a lot of things about it. So hopefully soon this actually has a solid end. And if and when it does, we'll definitely update. But it's yeah. my story of the two teenagers, Abby and Libby. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. Real quickity quackity before I get super lost. Uh, my sources for the Delphi murders, I read the Abby Williams Find a Grave Memorial obituary. It also had the um, bits and obituary for Libby. There isn't like a specific one for Libby, which I thought was interesting, but... That is there. WDRB.com slash news. Um, talked about the court documents linked an Indiana man to social media. The ABC News published police interview really reveals new details in Delphi double murder investigation. Wish-TV, FBI agent, bodies removed in stage, suspect clothing. Again, the WDRB.com family confirms new information in murder case of young girls in Delphi murders. Possible suspect in murders on police radar since killings. That was jconline.com, good old-fashioned Wikipedia. And then uh, the search warrant from fox59.com, search warrant Delphi murderer took souvenir and might have staged a murder scene. I had a lot. I did a lot. I reviewed a lot. It was a lot. That was a lot. I do love the fact that the families created a joint foundation for the both of them to make it to where they're always together. They were best friends. They were yeah. inseparable. And now they're they're always together in a lot of different ways, a lot of sad ways. But I'm I'm glad that they're able to continuously be remembered in that like in a good manner instead of just a lot of sad. Yeah. Thank you for your story. Oh, thanks. Horrible, horrible murders. Why people murder? Stop murdering. Is that the schoolism? Just stop murder is not hard. That's an everydayism. Stop murdering. Everyday. Uh, I think that's why I'm always so interested in true crime. Because what makes someone tick? What makes the person snap? Either over a long period of time or you know and it's not just murder itself it's anything true crime it's cults it's kidnappings it's rape and sexual assault it's it's all of them because i could feel like i go through my life pretty normally you know i feel like i'm of the most average individual where i don't have a need or want to commit that kind of crime any crime yeah yeah so what is it that makes individuals stray from that average that normality and i was listening to a podcast episode earlier today while i was making dinner and just the whole the whole thing of it i'll tell you about it later 
but the whole thing of it was just insane to me about how people can be so manipulative, how they can not convince just one person, but 10 people of their kind of character and, you know, how people will try to kill you using insulin, you know, allegedly. I'm just fascinated by the who's, the how's, the why's, always the why. Always the why. Always the why. Is there anything that got you into like true crime and like that whole, I know you're not into it as much as I am, but is there like, was there anything that kind of made you be like, oh yeah, I kind of like this. I guess same, same, same. It's just interesting to think that a person has like the urge to kill somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause like, listen, I talk about murder, but it's a joke. (laughs) Right. For legal purposes, it's always a joke. For legal purposes, it's a joke. But, like, I would never, I don't think, actually murder somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? So it's interesting to see people that do, and then, like, the steps they take afterwards to conceal it is always interesting, and how they did it, and, like, I don't know. Conceal, don't don't feel? Yeah. No, it's always... Don't let it show. (laughs) It's always super crazy of the whole, oh, I did this thing and I I don't know if it's a, I did this thing and I'm ashamed that I did this thing so I don't want anyone to know about it. Or if it's a, oh, I know I did this really bad thing and I don't want to do this and I'm going to get caught via the law. So let me try to hide everything, you know? Or is it a, I really like this and I want to keep doing this and I know that if I'm caught, I'm going to be stopped and I can't do this anymore. So let me try to hide or cover up my tracks as best as I can so that I can do this for as long as I can. Yeah. I feel like it's just all of it, none of it, most of it. It's just too much. It's really wild. And then the, the detectives and such putting back together like what happened is always interesting. Oh, yeah. How you do? Like, when we were watching The Staircase and they had, like, blood splatter analyst people. Like, that's wild to me. What do you mean? Yeah, although, isn't it? I could be horribly wrong, but isn't it now where blood splatter is actually not a viable piece of evidence anymore? I don't know. I I think I heard it on a podcast, like, three years ago. And I didn't really look into it because I was just like, I'm not going to need to ever talk about that. Here I am. But little did you know. Little did I know. But yeah, I think it's because of so many different reasons. I'll I'll look into it and I'll talk about it next episode. Like that way I can actually pretend that I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Fake it till you make it, baby. (laughs) Me do research. Uh. (laughs) You you silly. You guys are silly. You think we do research? What do you mean? You do research? You do actually credible sources and you you list your sources? Nah. What you guys don't see is us panicking right before the recording. (laughs) Gathering many tabs. (laughs) Literally. I think uh, the other day I, I thought about writing up my next story and so I just started like collecting all of my resources and I was like, wow. Oh yeah, me too. I have seven documents opened up. Man, I should probably uh, look and see which ones are actually legit. Because <laughs> I was just opening up to like to check first. That's what I usually do. Yeah, I do too. I just open up a whole bunch and then I look yep. at it and I'm like, well, my work for today is done. And then I save them and close them. <laughs> yup. Every time. I'm like, oh, well, this was enough. Right? Right? Oh, that was enough. It's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I just don't know what goes through people's heads, and I want to know, but I don't want to go to school to be a psychiatrist, so I just want to make my own version of storytelling, hence a podcast. That's essentially what it is at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Through our research and our podcasting abilities, maybe we'll figure out why some people do the things that they do. Maybe we'll learn a thing or two. I will let y'all know, whenever we do Ted Bundy, we have a super secret, super huge surprise for that episode that hopefully (laughs) will give us some insight. And I'm so excited. That's going to be the best episode. I'm so happy. I hate it. I hate hate Ted Bundy for what he is as a person. But like, I'm so excited about what we can do for that story. Anyway. Yeah. Long tangent. But uh, what's your spoonful of sugar? Um, you go first. Me? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Um, let's I'm see. Spot. Oh, my spoonful of sugar is that on this past Sunday, I got to hang out with some of my girlfriends and we had brunch. We went shopping. We got to play with makeup. We got to just talk about a lot of stupid shit. I got these cute little kitty headphones that kind of surprisingly get better as time goes on it's just been a great a great week honestly just overall i feel better now that my headaches from my fall have gone but it's been great yes the most important thing out of the week is that you is okay you is okay you fell down the stairs <laughs> Shh, it's fine it's fine it's just, it's just a flesh wound and uh our friend burrito rose huge shout out to them he's listened to i think every episode that we have so far oh my god and he just found out about us like two weeks ago (laughs) i guess he wasn't like he wasn't really in the loop when we were announcing it to all of our friends and he was super happy about how i portrayed squonk because as someone from pennsylvania he wanted to hear about the squonk and then he was like i heard your episode I approve. And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's my spoonful. What is what is yours? I don't know. <laughs> my spoonful uh-huh. is that I won't have to go into my old job soon. <gasps> Yay. Yay. <laughs> soon. They suck. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Let me specify. The people don't suck, but they suck. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like to always say, because this is the truest statement I've ever heard in my entire life, it's not the job, it's not the, the duties, it's not, sometimes it's not even about the pay, it's the management, it's yeah. the unappreciation, so I am so happy that you have the opportunity now to leave that job and yeah. be more of yourself than you've ever been in your entire life. I'm so ready i'm ready yeah you get to blossom and it's all thanks to my wonderful ash no all thanks to you 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 made this happen for me and i appreciate you and i I hope you you stay in my life forever because i love you and i need you (laughs) and i need you and we're gonna go fight some alligators and you're gonna tell me no but i'm gonna take one home anyway and you're not gonna know about it (laughs) Uh uh-huh sure yeah yep that that's a whole accurate statement i'm not gonna know about the snapping that's the reverberating in your in your purse in your satchel i mean it's gonna be straight up in my pocket in my hoodie pocket oh my god your pocket's gonna be so wet and i'm not gonna know about it is that what you're telling me i'm not gonna notice a wet pocket nope i'm still yeah 3000 baby yeah that's what i thought (laughs) 
I will say uh, a, a small like honorary Schoonful is uh, Schoon was drawing uh, her like one of her starting screens. Uh, no, not screens. Mm. You were just basically like drawing yourself and like you're trying to like update your model and things. And she showed me a picture and it's her in the cryptid outfit that I bought her. The little the little hoodie yeah. that I got. And I was just like, oh, it's so cute. And she was like, I have to show my favorite things. There you go. I love my ash. And in, in, in this should be out by the time it's finished. So it is my starting screen. Okay. I was like, huh, we'll cut it all out. You're okay. You're okay. It is my starting screen. And there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there of people I love and are very close to me. Yeah. So if you spot one in there and you're like, hey, that reminds me of me or something like that. It probably is. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah. Be, be that egotistical person for two seconds and actually think yeah. it's for you. Everything in there is an Easter egg from somebody. Yeah. Nothing is, uh, nothing's random. It's all thought out. Nothing's random. It's all random, but nothing's random. Yeah. I will also say it makes my heart so happy. Like, school likes to stay up late, which same, but I can't on the weekdays because of work. Yeah. I always wake up the past week and I look at my phone and I have a new, like, little creation that Skloon's made for me. And it makes me so happy hey. that you, and I, this is somewhat of like a selfish, like, I feel like an egotistical thing. But, like, it makes me so happy that, like, you think to even make something for me. Even as small what? as, like, this little, she made me a little stamp, guys. It's the cutest shit and she made me this little stamp and i was like this is so cute she's like i made you a stamp and i was like for me like listen listen one i love you two <laughs> you've told me before that just because you don't have a model or a youtube model people don't make fan art or for you and oh damn it if no one else will i will and you need fan art it doesn't matter if you're not a youtuber you need a fan art, I, and I'll do it. If anyone else needs fan art, I'll do it. Listen, we should all have fan art. We should all be loved, <laughs> even if it's a stupid little pit crew icon maker. I will, I will, I will make you. You, you made cupcake. the two Mark of us word. together, and it was the cutest thing. Hey. I was like, oh, which I also laughed because I was like, wow. My eyes are green. Like, and I really like the fact that they were green. <laughs> and you were like, wait, you're right. You don't have green eyes. Hold on a minute. And I was like, no. Well, no. you know, you want to know what happened was I was like making it and I was like, shit, I don't remember what color eyes Ash has. And I was thinking for a minute and I was like, green. Because all I could remember was witch and green. And you know what it was? It was Spooky's long baby that I was remembering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rose has really pretty green eyes. Like yeah, in real so life, she also has pretty green eyes. Uh, misremembering. And then I looked back and I was like, orange! It's orange! <laughs> yeah. Good old fashioned brown eyes. That's me, baby. My scrimp memory was not very good there. But you know what? At the end, got it. Got it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but it makes me so happy. Like in a weird, oh, Skloon thought of me about me for like 20 minutes. Oh, thank you. Like, it's just like, a, it's so cute. So I love the fact that you're telling me that you're making this because I need fan art. I'm saving all of them. I hope you know. Yes, listen, I've, I've, I make a lot of people things and sometimes I get really scared to send them to them. So I just have a folder of a whole bunch of stuff I made for people. And I'm really, I don't know, I, I, I get scared my mush is too much sometimes so I don't give it to them. But just know that I made you stuff and I love you and I just want to give it to you. Please don't think I'm weird because I mush on you. Okay? You, <laughs> you're not weird. 
I love you. Thank you so much. I want to mush on you too, but I'm I I'm not that artistic, so I'm just gonna verbally mush on you <laughs> like I do all the time. Actually, I'll just buy you presents. That's it. No. Yep. Yep. No. That's how I mush on you. You make me things. I'll send you tea. <laughs> all the tea. Ooh, tea. But no. <laughs> we had a a worldism. An everydayism. What is our actual schoolism today? Turn on your Snapchat map. Nope. <laughs> it might be evidence if you go missing. <laughs> and specifically the map. Don't ghost. Leave the tersels alone. Leave the tersels Let the alone. Vibe. Save the tersels. I think Turn on your Snapchat better. map. Yeah, I think that's the better one. <laughs> yeah. The tersels. <laughs> the tersels. All right, viewers. Well, <laughs> forever. Listen, I love the viewers, and you all know your viewers now. From the moment I messed up, you're now dubbed viewers. Yep, the cryptid viewers. That's my favorite. The cryptid viewers. The cryptic hosts and the cryptic viewers. Yeah. Make sure with your peep and eyes, you go follow us on mhmpod at Twitter. Please send us any of your stories uh, about cryptids, the things that go bump in the night. We love to hear about them. Shout out to everyone who has just told us privately about their stories. We have one that we're trying to work in and how we're going to do it. Skloon's going to, she's offered to take that cryptid scary story. Yeah. So uh, whenever she decides to say it and talk about it, we'll talk about it. But until then, that story is under lock and key. You can always email us at murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, we didn't even say the podcast name today. Did you say it today? No. It's been two hours of editing. Welcome to the podcast. Murder Horror Monster Podcast. To the podcast. Better late than ever. Stick (laughs) those slimy eyeballs, you viewer peepers, right on that follow button and stay right here for next time. We're also on Google Podcasts right now, so if you prefer Google, we're there. We're trying to figure out Apple. It's been a little bit of a butt, so we're trying to figure that out. Thanks for popping by. Thanks for listening to our meat and potatoes, our desserts, our something sweet, our something good. And we'll see y'all next week. I'm excited. Yeah, we appreciate every single one of you. Yay! And we're happy you guys like this because we're having a lot of fun. Yeah, this is the best thing that I currently got going on right now. Yeah, and this has just been a theory. A murder theory! Thanks for watching. Bye! Do you think MatPat's going to get mad? What? (laughs) This has been an episode of Murder Whore Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.